You're listening to Creatives Making Money, the podcast for creatives who are on a mission to do the work they feel most called to do and make some money while they do it. This is a show for the makers, the dreamers, the doers, the creators, the artists, the crazy ones, and the ones who are determined to consciously build the life and career of their dreams. Here, we don't just believe in getting your dream job, we believe in creating it. So what does creative success even look like? How do we live a fully expressed, abundant AF life? That's precisely what we're here to find out. My mission with Creatives Making Money is to conduct 100 interviews with successful creatives and those who love and support them about money, career, and the process of making and doing what they most love, including all of the ups, downs, and in-betweens. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, writer, storyteller, filmmaker, serial entrepreneur, and shameless creator. No matter where you are in your creative and financial journey, I'm here to help you create like you mean it. Hello and welcome to Creatives Making Money. Today I have with me the incredible Veronica Worth. Veronica is a visionary entrepreneur, intuitive, and award-winning designer and creative maverick. She's developed the soulful brand and evolvative branding methods, helping other visionaries keep their brands ahead of the curve and deeply aligned with their soul's purpose. She's brought her innovative and big picture approach to successful careers in entertainment, advertising, and the food industry. Design Bistro LLC is her third business, and I'm excited to talk to you more about that today, Veronica. Um, A few fun facts. She's put herself through design school, decorating and delivering wedding cakes for the family business. She taught yoga for 10 years and co-authored the book, Yoga for Equestrians, a groundbreaker in its field. And she's up for any conversation that involves France and wine, spirituality or bacon. And I love three out of four of those things. So I'm pretty sure we're going to have a good time today. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Welcome, Veronica. (laughs) Thank you, Jamie. It's so great to be here. Yay! So, <laughs> how many businesses have you had exactly? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my third. <laughs> yeah. What was your first business business, like your first experience as an entrepreneur? When did that happen? How did that happen? Like, just give us the, the rundown. Um, I actually was um, kind of recruited into it. It was our family bakery. Um, so yeah, when I was six years old, I started decorating cakes and begging to be taught later. I had no idea that I was going to be working (laughs) in the business later, but, um, my mom took over that business when I was in high school and we became, I became managing partner and handled all of the, um, bookkeeping and AR and advertising, marketing, all that stuff. Um, and her branding. I didn't even know it was branding then, but that's what I was doing. So that was actually a 20, 25 year stint where I was involved with that business on and off in different capacities. That's amazing. How many, how many, how long, when did that, when did that bakery begin? This is so interesting. Let's talk Uh, about generational family stuff. Yeah. (laughs) If you want it, you want an actual year? I'm going to. Well, I don't need um, an actual year. I'm just curious, like who started the bakery? Who was the first bakery owner in your family? My mom. My mom. And she did have some, she had owned a restaurant in Chicago when she was in her 20s. So she had some food background. And um, yeah, she had been working at this bakery, being a single mom 
putting, you know, putting me through school and taking care of us. And um, the owner retired in 1980, I think. And, uh, you know, asked her if she wanted the business. She's like, oh, no, no, no. I know the food industry. There's no way I'm taking over this business. (laughs) (laughs) And then fast forward like a year later or nine months later or something, the, the deal fell through and he looked at her again. She's like, all right, all right, I'll do it. So, um, yeah. And not only did she do it, but she did it for a long time. She did it for a long time. Uh, yeah, my mom's kind of a powerhouse. She actually retired and sold the business when she was 77. Wow. So she was, you know, zipping around doing all this manual labor still in her 70s. So, What was your greatest lesson working in a family business Mm. the way you did? Well, I think just resiliency and wearing all the hats, like being able to, one of the great lessons my mom taught me was if you own a business, make sure you know how to do everything. Even if you don't end up doing it, you know, over time, you should know how because you never know when somebody might be able to come in or not come in. You never know when you have to pick up, pick up the ball. And also for respect for the people that work for you, you need to understand what it takes for them to do their job so you can support them and, you know, make a good working environment and make it fun. (laughs) That's awesome. And that's such a smart lesson. How do you think that applies to your business now? Well, similarly, I, um, maybe to a fault, I, I have a pretty strong work ethic. So I have been known to work myself a bit into the ground in the past. (laughs) I'm recovering from that. Um, but the knowing all the, knowing how to do everything, um, definitely has served me well. Um, ironically, I'm in the phase now of starting to build a team and let go of some of the reins just because it has to happen. Um, but I feel really good knowing that I understand all the pieces of my business and I know that I, I know how they run. I know how they work. There's nothing that's blind to me. Um, So I have tremendous respect too for the people that start doing different tasks that I used to do. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. (laughs) So it gives me a lot of compassion. What are the biggest challenges with like building a team that you're finding right now? For me personally, it's, it's a control thing. It's, it's really allowing myself to let go of the reins. I can be a little bit of a perfectionist maybe. Um, And I mean, really what that comes down to is I care very deeply what I deliver to my clients. And it was the same in the bakery as it is now. It's, I just, I think of the person I'm serving and what their experience is. And I just want that to be off the charts. Amazing every time. And I work, I'm willing to work extremely hard to make that happen. So to your question, it's just finding people that, I feel aligned with that can kind of get inside my head and really understand where I'm coming from and that I know I can trust to kind of take the baton and run with it. And if I look, if I look away, I don't have to wonder, will that quality suffer? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're saying it's two things. It's finding the right people Mm -hmm. and it's you and, and the trust piece, which is like your, your half of it is trusting once you find them that they've got this. Yeah, you're like, here's my baby. Take good yeah. care of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you know this feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've scaled an agency before. So, yeah, I know the feeling. I know all about it. 
<laughs> that first step is for sure learning like you you figure out all of your trust issues when you are building a business and actually bringing a team on. Like if you're not aware of your trust issues just from like dating or <laughs> any other personal development project that requires you to look at yourself honestly, scaling a business will do it for you. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Not for the faint of heart. No. <laughs> Entrepreneurship. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So what is your favorite part of your business? How do you most love serving, serving in your business right now? Well, I've, I've, the best thing I've done is um, in the last year and a half, I've brought a lot of my, well, all of my intuitive and spiritual abilities into my business very openly, come out of the woo closet. Um, and I'm just finding that the more I, I embrace that and use it actively in the way that I work, it's heaven. And um, so that's my favorite part. I, I just love that interactive when we're in the moment creating and um, brainstorming and I'm visioning and I'm getting intuitive hits and, and that, that back and forth creation of something that didn't exist before is definitely my favorite. What do you think your client's favorite part is of the process with you? I think it's actually that part too. I've been doing that particular part of it now in a, like a VIP day or a couple days retreat setting. And um, yeah, and the feedback I've been getting on that is amazing that they were like, we're all of us when we left, we're like floating on cloud nine. So I think that part and for my clients too, probably when it's done <laughs> and they get to see the product, everything live and unveiled and get to live in it. And mm -hmm. That's, definitely a good time too. Yeah. I can imagine that they would get really emotional about it. Like that's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing them like seeing all of their, their, the, the branding and the look and the feel and, and everything and just getting really emotional about how well it's been captured and how much it speaks to what they want to express. Right. Totally. Yeah. There's something about, and I know, you know, this too, there's something about when something has been intangible for a long time, just ideas and feelings and visions to see it actually become a reality. Yeah. There, there have been tears. <laughs> tears of joy. What have you learned? I would say in your years of focusing specifically on like branding, I'm curious to hear more about like the methods that you use, like evolvative branding and what that means to you. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm curious to hear how you have evolved in the process of, of focusing on that with, with your clients? Sorry, the first part of your question. <laughs> I have this bad habit of asking two questions at once and I need to work on that. <laughs> That's okay. Or I'll just roll with whatever I No, remember. just roll with it. Whatever, honestly, whatever comes up. I, I just trust that when I ask two questions mashed into one, that, that it's just supposed to be whatever feels it, whatever comes to mind is the right answer, I guess. <laughs> gotcha. Um, my approach, I'll just go with my approach to branding. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, I'll come back around to the questions <laughs> that weren't answered. So no worries. It's really for me, I just found over time that it was um, that I was drawn to working with them. They were drawn to me to work with cre very creative kind of visionary entrepreneurs um, and people who are kind of on the cutting edge of what they're doing. And so what I found in working with them, and because I'm also creative, highly creative, is that the traditional methods of working felt really limiting to me. And it felt like I needed to go deeper to really tune in and address, tune into them what they were creating 
and address the needs of their brand. And what I mean by that is I just have, I learned to spend much more time and trust in that process of really exploring what's being created energetically for them. Because as we know in quantum physics, right, everything is energy first before it comes to the physical. And so there's some visioning and intuitive downloads that I spend a lot of time teasing from my client. Um, I'm looking for the things that they're not saying or the feelings that I get when they talk about certain things. And I start to go deeper, deeper, deeper and, um, and really draw that out of them. Because I feel like the foundation of a brand for somebody who's doing visionary leader, thought leader work or very creative work can't just be based on a foundation that's created from our logical brain. It needs to be, you know, it needs, the foundation needs to come from the heart of that person, their soul, and kind of law of attraction is, is really what I think of it as, right? We, whatever we vibrate at, we attract. So um, if you want to attract really high level, high vibe clients, you have to be standing in that space and everything around your business has to be vibing with that. And that brand is that container that holds that, in my opinion, that's the container that holds that for you. Um, it shouldn't be something you're dragging behind. It should be something that's actually out in front of you, guiding you and carrying you forward. I love this vision that you've, I love this picture you're painting of like carrying it behind you, like almost like a burden versus letting it be ahead of you and kind of leading you. Can you give me an example from your work? And this could be from your personal, like you've had this experience of feeling like something was being carried behind you versus leading you in the right direction. Or it could be an example from a client or even a friend. Like, I'm curious for you to kind of anchor that for me in, in what that would look like, how someone would assess if something was like in a backpack that was weighing them versus like being really allowing it to propel them forward. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, totally does. Because I resonate like so much with what you're saying and I want to hear, I'm curious, I'm just like, okay, great. I want to hear more about this. <laughs> And like make it tangible to anyone who's listening who's like, oh, that makes so much sense. What would that look like if, if that was happening for me? How would I assess if that's what I was, that's what was going on for me and my brand? Right. I get it. Um, yeah. One particular client of mine um, comes to mind and she came to me with her first website that she had already done, her first brand that she did when she started her business. And she had really grown her business. She was doing quite well and had never, she kind of tweaked her brand and tweaked her website a little to kind of try to keep up. But she, you know, by the time she and I talked, she had way outpaced where her branding was to a point where she was, and, and how that looked for her. And this is the really tangible stuff is that, you know, what it came out in our discussions, she's like, I, I, if I talk to somebody, I don't want to give them my website address. If I, like I talk to a potential client, I'm really like, I don't want to give it to them. And if I do give it to them, there's this whole long disclaimer or explanation before like, here's my website. But when you go, just know this is not, this is not what I do. And you know, all that. And then, um, and then she said, you know, there were times like I knew I should go to a networking event. I knew I should go to some kind of a uh, event where, you know, other 
my colleagues would be. And she said, I'd actually question whether or not I wanted to go because I was not feeling confident, you know, um, about, she's like, I'm going to have to give out my card. I'm going to have to set them to my side. It's not, you know, it doesn't represent me. And I have to, then I have to, the exhaustion of having to explain it verbally instead of just knowing that her site and her brand were standing for her. And the other part of that that was huge for her and um, highly tangible is that she was not feeling confident to charge what she knew she was worth and hesitant to step into that space. Um, She could feel it and she could feel kind of the next stage. It was really pushing against the, you know, the limits of where she was. Um, But she couldn't take the leap because she's like, I, I just don't, she didn't. I mean, what I, how I would verbalize it is she didn't have a container to support her mm-hmm. um, where she was going. I mean, what ended up happening as we talked and we worked more deeply and I dug, uh, dug in was that even, and this I think is so key, it was even what she thought was where she was headed was not even a fraction of how expansive she really wanted to go. And only from talking and working through that part like the vision we came up with with her together for her like completely transformed her business and um and elevated like now her pricing she's like bold in her pricing she's bold going after um an entire new level of client um so it's just it created confidence for her it created validity in her pricing and took a huge weight off, right? Like suddenly you don't feel like you're sort of dragging, well, I'll say for her, like she didn't feel like she was dragging this thing around. Now it's very light. She doesn't have to explain anything. She mm. doesn't have to feel like she doesn't even really have to give it a second thought. She can put all her energy into going out and shining, really. I love this so much. <laughs> I can't even tell you how much I love this. And I, it's inspiring me to share a little bit about, you know, when I went through a rebrand recently, And I feel like I'm coming up on one again really soon. Recently, it was like two years ago now, I think. And I remember the whole process of going through it, the feeling that I kept telling people was, I feel like I'm, you know, my business is like a big, like it's like a a huge airplane. It's like a big Airbus, whatever. I don't know, airplane models. But I feel like I'm flying this puddle jumper. (laughs) And everything that my business is, is like fit. I'm trying to squeeze it into this like tiny plane and it just like, but, but I'm, but where I want to go and how powerfully I want to ride and who I want to take with me and like everything that's happening, like it's an Airbus, you know? So, and those things, you know, when you're out of alignment in that way with your brand, it's this confining feeling where you feel like you're pulling, you're pulling more weight than you need to because the container needs to expand and hold everything with you. So when you talk about a container, I remember back then, like the metaphor for me was the airplane. And more recently, I've been thinking a lot about plants and how they're in pots, you know, and sometimes when they grow, they need to be repotted in a bigger <laughs> pot because they're literally expanding beyond the pot they're in. So when you, when, you, when you talk about these containers, like to me, I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. It's like you are blossoming and blooming and growing. And, and, and as your business expands and as your, the service that you deliver expands and the reach expands and you, you're on a mission where you want to help more people or, or do bigger, you really do need to expand literally the container that's holding you through that. 
you know, in, in my opinion, in various ways. And your brand is a huge one of those containers that has to be, has to be able to hold the vision that you are moving towards. So I'm so into this conversation, Veronica, and so glad we're having it and so excited for the like little ahas it's going to give everyone who's listening because I just know it will. <laughs> Yay. Yay. No, I love it too. You could tell this is my favorite kind of conversation. You know, we're like, we're having the best time. So hopefully you guys are also enjoying this. Uh, if not, it's just for us. Um, no, just kidding. So tell me more about evolutive branding. So what I make up about that is as a brand, you know, the evolutive brand method. And by the way, if you pronounce it differently, please let me know. As I think about it, what I make up about it is that it's, it's a method that helps you evolve as not just like be a brand and be static, but be a brand that is in motion and is dynamic and is evolving. And so I have questions about that. Like, how does one do that? Do you know, do you create materials or assets that are evolvable? Do you, you know, what does that mean for you and for your clients, exactly. Yes. Well, thank you for 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 um, your description because that's great to know that the name works because it's exactly <laughs> <laughs> you described it very well. Woo! That was part part of what I saw again with the, my the clients that I serve. You know, they are um, pretty much all of them that I know are working very hard and extremely committed to their own personal growth and their own life. And what that does is, you know, they're going through their own transformations, right? And that can't help but bleed into their business. So when somebody is visionary, highly creative, multi-passionate usually, um, what happens is their business tends to go through a lot of evolution and I believe a lot more quickly than a lot of normal businesses. They, they need to be nimble to follow the creative juice right and yes i believe like i i at first i was like i'm trying to design brands that are as far ahead as possible so that they have as much life out of them before they have to do another rebrand and um it just kind of came organically i i just looked at my clients and i thought you know what if we just you know what if we develop what if i develop kind of a yearly program where where people we can it, like quarterly check in and revision for your brand see what shifted um, work with that, make, you know, whatever tweaks and adjustments need to be done so that you don't have to wait, wait, wait until it's a big, huge, heavy backpack or a little tiny puddle jumper again, until you go through this huge overhaul. Once again, it can actually keep pace with you. And ideally my desire is that it will keep pace ahead always so that it is, um, like your North star, you know, to help you remember how bright you can be, how amazing your work can be. Um, so that it's always beckoning you forward. How would that translate to something like a website? If somebody was going through the process of, you know, taking an asset for their brand and, and wanting to feel f flexible and free to be expansive creatively and to be nimble and agile and how they're moving through what they're being called to do in any moment. Um, is there, you know, what are your recommendations? Is there a way of looking, a way of kind of approaching that or looking at that, that makes it kind of easy to update things or adapt things or evolve things? You know, can you kind of walk me through your thought process with that? Sure. I mean, I, on a very technical level, I, 
I, I work in WordPress. That's, and, um, and one of the reasons for that is because it's highly flexible. So um, I look for, I mean, you want to design uh, in a platform that has a lot of flexibility. And then, you know, I, we look at things like color and font and the feel of the visuals. And, you know, in a, in a quarter, in three or four months, things can change, but it's not going to be such a drastic change that you're going to be like, I mean, not maybe, but <laughs> probably not if you're bent up to speed so far. It's not going to be like you have to throw out the baby with the bathwater and start over. You can do small tweaks and like just little kind of stepping stone adjustments so that it's toward, it's always toward what you're, what you're creating. So maybe the colors, maybe the color palette stays the same, but maybe a couple of the colors shift just slightly. You know, maybe one of the fonts becomes a little more rounded or a little lighter or something. Um, maybe you start feeling like, you know, the visual language of your photographs or your images is needs to shift to reflect that new vibe. So we just start to shift things. Um, so it's small incremental changes and it doesn't have to be jarring, you know. It does. It makes sense to me. <laughs> oh, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Well, I just think, you know, what would you recommend someone do? Because I would, my guess is that they're, you know, my guess is that someone listening to this is in one of two places. They've either DIY their website or they know they need a website and want to figure out what they can do to, to kind of self-create their own evolvative brand. Or they have a website that exists that fit them at some point, you know, and I'm using the website, even though I, I know that there are other ways of looking at this. I think that people do tend to get most hung up on the website for the same reasons that you were pointing out with like, I don't want to go to a networking event. I don't want to promote and drive traffic to my website. I don't want anyone to see it. I'm so, you know, all of those things. So I'm curious, you know, if I feel like they're probably in one of two places and if they're in a place where they have one that used to feel good, but no longer feels aligned with who they are, what they're doing, what they're expanding into, what their next chapter is. Um, what would be, you know, one action that you would recommend that they take to feel more aligned with what they're doing, if that makes sense? Like what's, cause I think it can be really overwhelming to feel like, oh my gosh, I have to redo my whole thing. So what, what's like one piece of advice that you would give to help them be like, okay, I can just take this one action step to make it feel better. Or like there are maybe three things that I can do. So it doesn't feel like a hot mess that doesn't really communicate the feeling that I, the feeling, the work, the mission, you know, all of that, you know, what would you recommend? Well, the first thing absolutely is to sit down and um, get quiet and go within and, you know, however you, each person does that, sit down and have a conversation with your business, with your brand, um, with your soul's work. What wants to, I mean, I find that sometimes so helpful. You can just get into a meditative space. Imagine that you're sitting across from, you know, the soul of your brand and ask them questions and get in touch with what wants to be, what's, what wants to come forward that's not able to come forward right now and, and start with that. And everyone's going to do this differently, but tune in however you do and get the impulses that you need, that you need to get or intuitive hits that you need to get. 
Um, but that's my first, definitely first action, because if you're not going to connect there, then whatever you build is just not going to, it's not on the strongest foundation that you can have. So that's my, <laughs> that's my first step. Um, from there, <laughs> call me. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, <laughs> call me. No, um, but testing aside, um, I would just take one area and, and look at that after you've tuned in and just see, like ask yourself what's working, what's not working. Make a little list, however you like to work. Maybe it's a mind map or whatever, or draw, but just to help yourself find some clarity and then just find a couple things. Like it might be in your voice. I mean, you know, it's copywriter, right? I mean, maybe the tone of your writing, the, the copy on your site and the copy in your offerings is like, then maybe that's the thing. It's just not feeling like, or maybe it's feeling the most out of alignment. So go there, go there first. Um, maybe it's the visual part. Just look at colors or just look at typeface, you know, but break it down into small pieces. Cause otherwise I agree. You look at the big picture and you go, ah, that's what most people do. Walk away. I won't even deal with it. <laughs> you know, I can't even handle it. It's too much. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. And there are a lot of pieces and it's, um, you know, that's, that's the truth is that it is big. There are a lot of big pieces to it. So I love, big. sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, not at all. I love what you're saying. I love, I love all of those suggestions. And I actually think when you suggested step three, I was like, oh, that's a great exercise to do before you call Veronica. So you're really clear on what's working and not working <laughs> before you have a conversation. <laughs> the more clarity you have, the better. Um, sure. And sometimes that, that it does take that, that inner work and that those questions. Um, for anyone who listened to step one and felt like, how do I do that? How do I sit and have a conversation with the soul of my business? What I would do if it was me, because as a writer, I need to, I need to process a lot of things by writing them out. So if, if it felt really hard for me to actually sit and, and visualize and kind of meditate on that conversation, I would be literally writing it in a journal. I would be like, I say something and then like, what does my business say back to me? Okay, yeah, I'm right. saying something and what does my business say back to me? So for me, I would need to do that to get through that exercise. Otherwise, I would avoid it all day. <laughs> it's a miracle that I meditate for 12 minutes every morning <laughs> like that. And that's that. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. No, and that's the important thing for the people listening. Like everybody, everybody has their own way of yeah. tapping into their creative self and that deeper part, like what's going on in your heart? What does your heart really want? What does your soul really, really crave? Like however it works for you to tap into that, do it. Like it's, there are no rules there. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. Yeah. Write it out. Like whatever works, have fun. Yeah. It shouldn't be like, Oh, I got to do this thing. You know? Yeah. I would be like, what is the brand? What does the soul of my business look like? And I would create a character and I would See? draw them or cut them out of a magazine. And then I would like paste them on a wall and like, then I could visualize them and actually have a conversation. I would probably do some weird shit like that. So the basis of what Veronica is suggesting can totally be customized to however it will be, you know, doable for you, but it's such a strong suggestion and so powerful. So please don't take it lightly. Cause I, I think that that as an exercise is goes way beyond just brand stuff. You know, that comes down to 
the multitude of decisions you have to make in any given day about your business, that's an exercise you can use for literally everything. And it's so powerful. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I just, you know, this is me hammering it in. Listen to Veronica, do what she says. There's no so, downside. <laughs> there's no downside. No. So I'm curious to hear from you. I have a couple more questions. My second to last question is, as far as you being a multi-passionate, intuitive, visionary, creative entrepreneur yourself, how has your relationship with your brand, you know, do you go through this with your brand also with feeling like it's too small for me? I don't know what's happening. I need to expand. You know, what is that like for you personally? Well, Jamie, it's funny that you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not intuitive, you guys. I don't know anything. No, about really. Anything. I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually in the midst of rebranding <laughs> my, my business design bistro. So a new name is coming and, uh, and I've been going through the process. I'm actually debating that, that I might actually make that a visible thing, that process with my own brand and share that, that evolution. Because yeah, I've, I've been shifting and changing and exactly like my clients, like so much has happened in my personal growth and I keep stretching and pushing the edge and pushing the edge. And my offerings now have shifted so much in the last six months to a year. And uh, all of a sudden one day I was like, wow, I love Design Bistro, but it's graduating to another iteration. It's time. So um, yeah, so I, and I'm, trying to be proactive and not let it get, you know, way out of alignment. And um, yeah, so it's fun because it should, you know, this is what's fun about it, right? It, it becomes a creative process. It becomes um, kind of a dance instead of like, oh God, this thing I have to deal with. It's like, ah, oh, let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can, you know, see what we can create. How can we make this amazing and magical and fun? So what's on the horizon for you as you're evolving into, you know, evolving beyond or expanding beyond Design Bistro? Um, more of, well, more of the evolutive type branding, which is, I, I really am loving um, and just finding it's transformational, the um, working with clients one-on-one -on -one in a more condensed time frame and having the VIP retreat be the cornerstone of that. Um, I just finding it, the transformation that's possible. It's so accelerated. It's really amazing. Um, so there's, that is one way. So I've completely overhauled my process to embrace a kind of different way of working with people. And, um, and then I'm going to roll out a mastermind this year that will include, you know, that step-by-step -step process and evolving, helping people evolve their brands over the year, and keep them ahead. Um, and I think there's going to be some retreats there. And I think maybe France will be one of them. <laughs> Somewhere in Europe, for sure. <laughs> so, because I love travel <laughs> yes. also. And um, yeah, so that uh, you guys get to, I love creating experiences that um, create joy and that have a lot of lusciousness and sumptuousness in them. So. I, I love the idea of being able to create that along, you know, and have that part of the process of branding for people. Um, so again, it can be fun and yummy. And, um, and the last piece beyond that is I'm, I'm really starting to work with, um, and this is not ready to roll out yet totally, but really um, 
taking it to the kind of the next circle out, which is starting to look at how business, um, how business will look in the future and how businesses will be run and um, running the idea of how businesses will look so that they are aligned with the people that are on the cutting edge now in this arena, um, honoring, understanding energy, um, honoring the wisdom of the heart and the soul, as well as all the other tools that we have in our arsenal. And, you know, cause I just see people working at an entrepreneurial level or small business level now that are so heart centered. And you see now the flickers around of, you know, people that are at the helm of much bigger companies starting new conversations are happening. So I really want to tap into that and start to bring that together and create, help create those ideas. So that's the big picture stuff. Yeah. I love it. So Ah! good. It's very, I get so excited. I'm trying not to say too much because it's a little early, but. It's okay. You can just tease us. It's fine. (laughs) We'll take it. We'll have to follow up with you in a a later episode where we hear more in like a year from now about where we are with that process. Yeah. Um, Before we wrap up, I have to ask you the $5 million question, which is, if you were just gifted $5 million and it magically appeared in your bank account, tax-free, no strings attached, and you could do anything you wanted with this money, what would you do with the money? Yeah, a few things. I would have property in Vermont and property in France. (laughs) That would be, I want two beautiful homes where I can retreat and work and create and recharge and nurture. And, um, and the other part is I actually would love to invest in people's businesses, kind of an angel investor in a way. Um, I just see so many exciting things going on and kind of on the heels of the last conversation there. Um, and I just, you know, part of me is like, what can I do to help that move along? And I want the resources. I would love to have the resources to be able to act on those passions and go here. Oh, birth, birth that baby, you know, mm-hmm. um, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> Veronica, thank you so much for being here with me today. This was awesome. So many amazing takeaways, so many ahas, so much learning. Um, Where should I send people to stalk you? Um, You can stalk me right now at designbistro.com. And uh, that will forward to the new site when time comes. So don't worry. And uh, yeah, that's the best place you can you can reach me there. <laughs> awesome. I love that. And I, I love that you're like, it'll forward to the new site when the curtain, when I'm ready to pull back the curtain, you won't know when it's happening, but you'll go to designbistro.com and then you will end up somewhere that is not designbistro.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, and maybe, and I, maybe I should mention it. It's going to be evolvative.com mm. is the new site. Mm. So I don't know when this will air, but by the time it does, perhaps that will already be up. You never know. We'll have to check the domains. <laughs> Either way, awesome. you can find me. <laughs> so good. Thanks awesome. so much, Jamie. Such, Thank you so much. Such a great time talking with you. Yeah. Yay! Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creatives Making Money. But don't go anywhere without subscribing. 
Also, I just wanted to mention that ratings and reviews are really a huge help. So if you've connected with this episode or a previous episode, or if something you heard here just resonated with you really deeply or gave you the feels or a huge aha, letting me know with a rating and review really, really makes my day. So I'd so appreciate it and you. Remember, if you're just getting started making money with your creative talents and you're just figuring it out, you're likely going to need a website that helps you sell your products and services. So to learn more about my approach to writing that sells, you can visit thejamiejensen.com slash free training. On this training, I'll walk you through each page of your website and explain what must be there in order to pre-sell clients and customers. This makes it way easier for you to make money. You'll also learn about my signature course, copy that, but of course there's no pressure. All sales of that course help cover the cost of this podcast, but the training is available to you whether you decide to purchase the course or not. If you're looking to connect with more listeners and like-minded creatives who who check out this podcast, you also can do that. We continue the conversation from these episodes in our private online Facebook lounge. You can head to creativesmakingmoney.com slash group to join the free group. And as always, you can find all important links and details in this episode's show notes, always available at creativesmakingmoney.com. Don't hesitate to head over there now. And as always, create like you mean it.